0: Just a short note here before we begin episode 52. I am going to repurpose Intersections Podcast to support and to interact with a new project that I have going on called Oklahoma City Free Press. Its online address is freepressokc.com. Now, if you go right there tonight, you're going to see just a landing page and some Stuff that I've already built into the website there that will allow you to join, to become a member. Membership is going to be free, but I am going to ask for donations. I am not selling ads. You will not see display ads on this site ever. What you may see are some sponsorship notices there from time to time if people are generous enough to sponsor. Uh, There will be no donations list. Nobody will be listed as being a donor. But we will appreciate any kind of donations that you give. That's freepressokc.com. And you will see notices about this podcast there. And you will see on this podcast website, intersectionsok.com, notices about Oklahoma City Free Press. Just a little note there to tell you about how this particular podcast is going to be changing in the future. Now let's begin our show. Our lives intersect the lives of other people, groups, or even whole governments. What happens next is what I explore in this podcast. Welcome to Intersections. I'm Brett Dickerson, your host. Welcome to another episode of Intersections. I'm interviewing Jesse and Amanda Harlan, who I have known now longer than any other tech people I know in Oklahoma City. Right on. Uh, Jesse and Amanda, um, let me just just kind of lead off, just kind of talk about how I, I got acquainted with you two. Um, I I actually was supposed to write a story that never ran. I ended up killing the story myself for a lot of reasons we don't need to talk about here. But but uh, about foundation. So somebody pointed me to you two and said, "Well, if you want a small foundation, they're about as small as it gets. It's just basically Jesse and Amanda." And that was that was like last summer, I guess, something. Uh, and and so in the interview, where I was interviewing you about the foundation. You two got started talking to me uh, just about Oklahoma City's tech community and about this Thunder Plains conference, and I ended up going to that later on. Then mm-hmm. also, so and listeners, if you if you hear uh, uh, baby Ada talking a little bit here, that's uh, Jesse and Amanda's baby, who uh, Jesse was already getting pretty. Uh, Pretty well, far along. You're pretty big, pregnant with with Ada <laughs> at the time when I first got to know you guys. So, mm-hmm. so uh, it's a, it's especially special for me to see Ada around. And she's used to being around a bunch of different big crowds and things all the time. So, uh, uh, Jesse and Amanda, you'll have to pass the microphone back and forth a little bit. Tell us a little bit uh, just about the background of Techlahoma which is the foundation. And then and then we'll kind of move to Thunder Plains here in just a minute. But just just kind of tell us a little bit about Oklahoma.
1: Okay, uh, so I'll give you the pretty the pretty succinct version. Basically, Okay. is um you know there was a user group scene uh, some time ago in Oklahoma City uh, that kind of came and went. Um, there's a lot of folks that were meeting at a place at the time that existed called the OKC Cocoa. And I believe yeah. you've talked to Tommy, so you've gotten Yeah, the,
0: we already talked to Tommy Yee about so, that. So, listen yeah.
1: to other podcasts if you want to know more about that. <coughs> uh-huh. But that's uh, how I first became acquainted with a lot of the developers mm-hmm. in the area yeah. that were trying to build a community around the craft of programming and what they yeah. can do with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, unfortunately, Cocoa did go away as you will hear from Tommy and that other (laughs) podcast. Um, But uh, Vance and myself wanted to start uh, another user group called OKCJS. We wanted to start a JavaScript group, Mm -hmm. and um, it picked up a lot of steam. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we kind of got into a position where um, just sort of in order to survive, in order to be a successful user group, you needed to have certain elements. You needed to have reach. You know, you need to let people know that you're meeting. You need to have places to meet. Mm -hmm. You needed to have food so you could feed people because we were doing lunchtime meetings here in Oklahoma City. Right, and we weren't alone. Um, there was other people who were also trying to do the exact same thing. Ruby uh, user group leaders, uh, civic coding and hacking right, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so um, what we decided to do was just kind of get together um, these different user group leaders. And originally was to just share techniques, share leads for speakers, share places we could meet. Right. And we, we figured out that um, it would be really smart to... Basically, form a nonprofit whose goal was to support this kind of community. Right. Uh, and so our our mission, you can go read on the website, is we are advancing Oklahoma's grassroots technology community. Uh, what that means is uh, the grassroots are the actual programmers themselves meeting in these, generally speaking, kind of informal groups. Right. Uh, and they're teaching each other for free and uh from that emerges a lot of other good things so that mm-hmm. is, we are trying to be stewards of that community and that is where techlahoma really came from
0: excellent amanda tell us about the financial support that you guys have picked up here that techlahoma picked up here recently.
2: we had a successful fundraising campaign it's the first time we've had a large scale uh campaign of this nature. the first few years uh it was jesse vance and i and we donated all the money it was like 300 dollars, and like that was it um very, very small. Um, this year, we have raised $40,000 uh, in t-shirts alone. The community told us, we want to support you. Tell us how. And we were like, do you want t-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gone great. Um, yeah. With that money, we've been able to uh, put on events like 200OK, Thunder okay, right. and sponsor B-Sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, B-Sides was able to have projectors because we donated at the last second <laughs> at the last hour um and uh-huh. if you are attending a conference protector is pretty pretty important so it was awesome we were able to sponsor sorry ada's reaching for my mic
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah ada um, ada keeps trying to play with the microphone so ada keeps has, to she has
2: a lot of things to say she's yeah. the enchantress of babies <laughs> um, a little lovelace joke for you uh
1: yeah i mean basically uh a lot of people came up to us when we first got started and basically said like how can we support you like what can we do and so um one of the things we did is we actually um in addition to just you know, when you're doing a nonprofit, there's a lot of, like, just right, yeah. book work and stuff you got to do. Uh, so we
0: were... <laughs> Fill yeah. out forms, make sure you're not breaking the law. That's exactly yeah, right.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we, we tried to get professionals in place to help us do that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. And one of the recommendations was, well, you know, the, the front door is really just running a fundraiser. Right. That yeah. is where someone can say, I like you, I like your mission, I want to support you. And right. usually, you know, there's a t-shirt or something involved, like Manja mentioned, but that's that's a side effect of basically right. supporting the mission. Uh-huh. So we went to the community and said... This is this is who we are. This is what we're doing. This is what we're going to do with it. We have four main ways that we're trying to right. execute the mission, uh-huh. uh, you know, by supporting spaces, supporting events right. and meetups, by writing uh, open source software, um, and, uh, you know, we're basically just trying to c- foster community that way. Right, yeah. Uh, and so that's how we've been doing this, and so that money that they gave us has been going to support things like uh, Thunder Plains, uh, RailsBridge, B-Sides, 200OK, um, we're going to be planning more workshops in the future. Uh, and it's also allowed us to buy the gear we needed to outfit the spaces in Oklahoma City and Tulsa to be able Excellent. to like to broadcast, to record, and really just make sure that this community has a voice and they can get it out there to everyone else. Great,
0: great, great.
2: One of the interesting things about Techlahoma is that we have no employees; we're 100 percent volunteer run. Yeah. So all the money the community gives us, we put it straight back into.
1: And- yeah, that's right. Um, basically, we have a, right now our board small. We're gonna make it a little bit larger. Um, though I know that our board is different in the sense that they they say that a board is typically time, treasure, and talent, though the truth is is ours is mostly talent. <laughs> Everyone's very busy. <laughs> they're very they're you know, they're they're good programmers. Um uh, so we've been trying right. to uh, you know, We've been building software, we've been doing these events, and everyone's Mm -hmm. doing it volunteer. And it's very much, uh, if I could make a comparison, if anyone's ever heard of open source software, Mm -hmm. that is generally the model we're using to manage most of this. We're doing it through GitHub, we're doing it through issue tracking, Uh and um, uh, we've actually been able to achieve a lot, basically, from 100% volunteer, including ourselves, uh, and kind of this open source sort of ethos of how to get it done.
0: Excellent. Now, talk about Thunder Planes.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so we're standing in it. This is your second one, of yeah,
0: course. Yeah, my second one. How how many all together now? It's our one fourth it? one. This is this is number four. The Number four. Okay.
3: Yeah.
1: Right. Which for a tech conference is a pretty long, you know, it's a long time. Right? It is, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, this is, um, you know, we typically get between two and 300 people at every Thunder Plains. This, uh, this, this year? This year, uh, uh, we weren't sure if it was 225 or 275. It's 225, though. Yeah. Uh, last year was about 300 people. Right. And we were... Yeah, we were at the Cox Convention Center last year, and this year we're here at the uh, Boathouse. Yeah, at the Devon Boathouse. So we changed it up a little bit. Instead of doing three tracks at once for one day, uh, we're doing one track for two days. Uh, So this is the second day of the event. Uh, We've been flying folks in from other areas that are expert coders, (laughs) and we've also been featuring some Oklahoma speakers as well, and that's what the content is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yesterday morning, Amanda, you were on a panel that would probably break a lot of stereotypes. Uh, how do you how do you think just just if if somebody saw that panel, how would that how would that break stereotype? Tell us about that panel.
2: One of the goals of the panel yesterday was to show that our women tech leaders are here. Um, the women up there had over ten years of experience uh, managing our open source communities. Yeah, uh, and all of them were developers, myself included. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them had interesting ways of getting into tech? Like, yes, yes. Um, coming in none as of, an older person.
0: None of you had... You know, the classic CS, you know, computer yeah. science degree. Yeah. Um, but, you, but you're doing work. You're making a yeah. good good living, each one of you, on um, that panel.
2: Yeah. I had a, one of my friends in the audience, she asked us a question, um, Kristen Ferrier. She has a C. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: she had a lot of experiences that came from uh, right. classic education, like yeah. going through algorithms, understanding C. Uh, right. It shaped, you know, her foundation of knowledge. Um, but, you know, like Trisha Salas, she got into tech uh, as a mom um, back in the 90s, you know, right. playing on on the very early computers, and I got into tech because my parents were nerds, and we grew up in a household that had a computer. You know, not everybody was like that. You know, Jesse worked summers mowing yards so he could buy a computer. Right. Yeah. So we all had a very different experience Mm -hmm. and some Mm -hmm. women went to college for different degrees and then they taught themselves or they went to Mm -hmm. local Votex instead of a four year degree. Yeah. And that hasn't, that hasn't hindered them at all. They've all been very successful. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people do think you need a math or a science, like a computer science degree to get into the industry. And one thing that I wanted to communicate to some of the people here who are uh attending with a scholarship ticket mm-hmm. they're looking at stem careers and they're wondering is this right, right for me yeah what if you can't afford it as a four-year degree yeah that that stops a lot of people
0: but what that's what that's really asking yeah. for is a certain aptitude mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. it isn't necessarily you know when they i you know when i hear these these story, you know about 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 having interviews and they're going, do you have a math degree, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. What they're, they're really not asking about the degree. They're Mm -hmm. asking about your aptitude, aren't they? Yeah. So if you can demonstrate the aptitude, that's, that's one of the avenues other than having to spend gazillions of dollars Mm -hmm. to get a degree. And
2: uh, some degrees, I mean, you can go for four years and come out without a lot of experience needed to get a job. Yeah. A lot of places are starting to pick up that you don't need a traditional background. Some places are stuck in their old ways, Mm -hmm. but they're going to find out that some of the best people are teaching themselves.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: About the panels, we had two panels this year. It's the first time we've done this. Right. Typically, we just had people give a one-hour lecture about some particular topic. Yeah. And so what we wanted to do is have two panels to highlight sort of segments of our community that we felt Mm -hmm. were interesting and kind of worth showing everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And the first one was the Women in Tech panel. And mm-hmm. the second one was the civic coding panel, and uh, both of these definitely break stereotypes. Yeah, and so um, the one we just had was the tech panel, right? Yeah. So I think there's a there's a negative stereotype sometimes of coders from folks that are not in this community, right? Of uh, uh, these kind of introverted, sort of taciturn folks that are sitting in a cubicle, yeah. and yeah. At, at most they're kind of clo- coding for their own enjoyment and their own pleasure,
0: or super smart guys. Sure. You, yeah. know, you know the term programmer. Like, Absolutely, you know, yeah. Uh, kind of misogynistic uh, guy right. driving a Maserati, whatever. Sure. Yeah, there's
1: of, definitely yeah. this kind of thread of I would say, sort of like dude, bro, selfish. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was
0: interesting to me that several people on the panel yesterday, mm-hmm. the wi- the women in code, actually actually just you know were not confronted, but but just mm-hmm. matter of factly talked talked about bro culture. Yeah. you know, bro culture and things like that. You know, just just to talk about it just just to talk about it means a lot, yeah. doesn't it? Just to things, acknowledge yeah. that it's there. Yeah. It
2: was a little hard being here after that because it felt be vulnerable to be on that stage to talk right. about yeah. our experience. Um
1: Oh, yeah. Um, well, I would say in both situations and you probably noticed there was a lot of uh, a lot of women on the civic coding panel as well. Right. And yeah. in both panels, we were kind of in a situation where we know so many people that can be on both of these panels. Right, it was actually yeah. hard narrowing it down. Oh, I'm sure it was. <laughs> like yeah. you probably noticed uh, and of course anyone can see the stream of this on Twitch uh, and we're going to be uploading it to YouTube later so Excellent. Excellent. We invite them to see it for themselves. We I mean, don't take my word Very good. for it. Yeah. Um but Yeah, I mean, there was, you know, they were pointing to people in the audience and like, oh, and that person there and that person there. We easily (laughs) could have filled up the stage with more humans that would be necessary, you know, in both situations. Several
0: times on both panels they said, yeah, yeah, so-and-so sitting right out there ought to be on this panel too. Well, you just didn't have enough room up there or enough time. Sure, absolutely. But
1: there was this recurring theme uh, uh, in both panels, which is a more diverse team in terms of skills, in terms of who they are, in terms of where they come from. Typically produces better results. Another theme was that technology is typically not the barriers to getting things done. Right. It's, it's human behavior and human interaction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were saying that on the tech panel. They were saying, like, look, you know, I mean, we can code this, but the hard part is getting cooperation across systems and government systems right. to humans. Yeah. Um, and so that is something that we are trying to break these barriers down because it's better for everyone in the long run. Right, yeah. It's better for us as an industry, certainly, but it's better for really all people. Good. Uh, So that's why we're doing it.
0: Jesse and Amanda Harlan and Ada, you've been hearing a little bit from Ada. No, I don't think Uh, so. Oh, no.
1: She was reaching for the mic, and once you hand it to her, she's like, oh, no. uh, No, I don't want that Oh, shucks. Uh, You can keep it. Human
0: nature. (laughs) Shows up at all ages, (laughs) doesn't it? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Well, uh, uh, Jesse and Amanda Harlan, thank you so much for uh, carving out 15 minutes with me here out of your super busy days here. (laughs) Boy, this is just... You know, yesterday and today, you guys have been really busy, and things are going very well for the conference. So thank you very much. Sure. Thank you very much. I am talking to Aaron Inslee, uh, one of the participants at Thunder Plains this year, 2016, and... Um, Aaron, somebody pointed you out to me. I don't, I don't really know you from any, anybody or anything at all, but they pointed you out and said, and said, Hey, go talk to that guy. He's, he's, he's got an unusual story about how he got into coding. So, so uh, tell us, tell us how you got into coding. Anyway. Um, well, it
3: sort of started off, uh, whenever I was like, probably I want to say like 10, I started working with HTML and, yeah. um, I kind of ignored it for a couple years, yeah. but then I got into college and. I actually got a degree in multimedia design, and which really isn't like coding. A lot of it is more or less like mm-hmm. graphic design yeah. and uh, stuff like that. And, uh, but I started to want to wanna progress more as far as like, uh, getting into web development because I started realizing that what I was doing just didn't feel like enough for me. And uh, so I started going on to Treehouse, and I actually um, went to. Uh, I just started with the HTML and CSS courses, and um, went ahead and started doing a little bit of JavaScript. And I really wasn't that serious about it until I actually got. <laughs> I actually got laid off from a job, and uh, so I started looking, and um, so I started really hitting Treehouse a lot more. Mm-hmm. And kind of just looking for resources because I really started to like JavaScript a lot more. And that's yeah. when I actually saw uh, Luke from one of the uh, previous talks on stage right. yesterday. Yeah. Um, I saw his uh, talk from Thunderplanes 2014, and I started listening to it. and It really got me interested in just honestly just coding in general, and you know what you can do with programming. And so that was that was kind of the thing that really sparked it all. So I right. came to Thunderplanes. Mm-hmm. And uh, brought my uh, brother with me, and uh, we came here, and uh, it was it was something that I think once I really came and saw the development, once I once I actually met the uh, like saw the development community and yeah, also saw you know the fact that you know I'm not the only one who you know doesn't have a degree in computer science
0: yeah was that was that one of the biggest realizations is is just how diverse the tech community really is it really was and that that let you start thinking hey maybe i can be a part of this yes and that really was because a lot of times
3: like i think even growing up like i was terrible at math yeah yeah. um so and i always love but you're a yeah, I always loved computers though, so yeah. it was like, and I would, I would just think, oh, I could do that, and then somebody would be like, oh, well, you needed to know math, <laughs> and uh, and I'd be like, oh man, and uh, but then I started, right. you know, working with Treehouse and seeing the community yeah. here, and that uh-huh. really encouraged me to keep going.
0: Right. Well, cool. So, so Aaron, uh, uh, so far at the at the conference, what's what's been your favorite? presentation so far
3: um that's really a hard one um i actually liked uh the uh last talk we had uh, oh what what was it the one with uh node.js yeah and uh talk
0: about node.js yeah yeah.
3: i i really liked that and uh i did a little bit of node.js on treehouse so for me that was really. what is that
0: what is that what is node.js
3: um it's basically like uh as far as i know (laughs) 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 um it's basically uh, like
0: using JavaScript on the back end and back end meaning what the rest of us don't see. Yes, right? yes, yeah. like the database. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And front end, front end is part of a website that. That regular people well, like 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 me see. Yeah. Back back end is all of the guts that makes it all work. But, yeah. you, but you don't necessarily yeah. see. You and see it, the effects of it, but you don't actually see. Yeah. It. And yeah.
3: as far as I know, it talks to the database. Yeah.
0: I have to correct myself on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for your time. I'll let you go on. Uh, the next session is about to start, and so uh, very nice talking to you, and I'm really very nice really interesting to. You as well. to Talk to somebody It just thought, well, I can't do this. And then you showed up for a conference. You went, hey, there's a lot of different kinds of people around here with yep. a lot of different levels. Of, you know, you're probably sitting next to PhDs in computer science. Yes. And, and then other people are self-taught. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's very so encouraging. It, yeah, well, it's a very broad field, isn't it? Yes, yeah, sir. Very, very broad. Aaron, thank you very much. Thank you, sir. All right. That concludes our interview. There are several ways for you to catch this weekly podcast. Go to our website at intersectionsok.com, where you can subscribe, listen to episodes, read the backstory, and see photos of our guests. On iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and our Facebook page, we are Intersections Oklahoma. On Twitter and Instagram, we are Intersections OK. I always want to hear about the cool people in your life, so write to me. My email address is ideas at intersectionsok.com. Stephen Tyler is our awesome production advisor, and I am your host, Brett Dickerson.